This is episode 68. Let's get started. Smarter Parenting welcomes you to our podcast series, The Parenting Coach for ADHD. Here to heal and elevate lives is your parenting coach, Siope Kinikini. Hello, hi, I hope everybody's doing well. Super excited today. We are in Cincinnati at the Teaching Family Conference. Right now, I am with Jonathan Mendoza, who is with Catholic Charities, and he's in the division with Therapeutic Foster Care. So he works with children between the ages of three to 18. And from the lovely and wonderful state of Hawaii. Yay, Yay, Hawaii, Hawaii. right? Hawaii's so great. (laughs) Love Hawaii, love Hawaii. And I hope someday to move there if I can ever afford it. So (laughs) we're here to talk about the teaching family model and also about ADHD and how that goes. Can you tell us what you've done and how that worked out? Sure, absolutely. We have um, this little boy who's with us. Um, he is currently seven years old, but he was coming with us since he was four. Mm-hmm. And we worked with his sister um, along for a couple years. She stayed with us, um, but we provide respite for him. And um, he does have ADHD. Unfortunately, he's on a whole bunch of medication and it's been switching back and forth. Um, so, but the practical things that we do with him, you know, are really um, TFM, you know, just trying to help him stay on task and follow an instruction, those basic skills as, you know, as the things that we're trying to teach him. When he first came to us, he just didn't want to be with us, you know. He, he was adopted. He and his siblings are all adopted. And I think there's a lot of um, fetal alcohol syndrome or ice effects from the parents that these, these children have suffered. But particularly with him, his speech is really difficult and his attention def- you know his ADHD is just super hyper right I mean I take him to the store and I, I couldn't get my shopping done because it was just not possible <laughs> right I'd be like he'd be pulling things off the shelf and uh, it was just kind of challenging so you know we, we'd have to give him some instructions and, and make a reward possible if he could hold out for just 10 minutes in the store he could get a little item, okay. which was still tough, though. And, and, you know, we'd praise them throughout, but definitely giving them those instructions yeah. were, were key to really helping them to try and at least hold out for a while. That's great. So you, in working with him, you chose to do 10 minutes because I guess you were evaluating how he could do. Well, I said ch- 10 minutes because the store... The length of the time I needed to just grab a few items was approximately 10 minutes. Oh, okay. But in our home, more like three minutes would be tops oh, okay. for him to okay. do something in the early days. Um, 30 seconds was like long for him. So what we did was we got a little timer. You know, okay. those little timers, you turn around, the sand goes down. Yeah. So they got three, two, and one minute. kind. Of, so we got the one-minute timer. Okay. So we'd have him sit in the chair, and he'd turn it around. And as soon as that last grain of sand would touch, it was like, all done. Okay, you know, and yeah. that we we timed it with that one minute timer, um, and that was helpful to let him see that he's in timeout. Right. But later, as he got older, we moved up to the three minute timer, and you know, for a while it was hard. It yeah. was hard, but I, I think those timers that's tangible, he can feel, he can see it. Yeah, he knew because if he would look at the watch or the clock, it would be distracting. Too yeah. many things. But that little timer, the sand timer, was something that we found was working really well for him. And it was different colors, so oh. it would be nice. Yeah. Man, that's a 
great idea. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure there are a lot of parents out there who are dealing with the inattentive child with ADHD, right. and then uh, to come up with something colorful and playful that they can actually pay attention right. to, right? How did you guys decide on using a timer? Well, saw them at a dollar store. She bought these packets of them, and they're like one, three, and five minutes, just different ones. So I was like, this is perfect for him. Yeah. So we found that, and it was great colors, you know, very colorful and bright. So we used it, and now it's something that we use in our home for particularly him, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So it works well. That's great. For the parents out there, what are some additional skills that you have used? Following instructions definitely was, yes. a, was an important one. Did you... Start off with big instructions or small instructions? No, it, for him it was small. We would have him come over and the first thing to do, because he wanted to get on the tablet. Yeah. This four-year-old and he could run a tablet, I'm yeah. telling you. So before we could even do that, he wanted internet and password. And we're like, no, no, you need to do your chores first. Yeah. So we'd bring him outside and we'd get a little water pot to go water all the plants. And that was his chore. Just go water all the plants and we talk and check in with them and that would be the instruction. Yeah. Before you do your iPad, just go do your chore of watering the plants. So he would like that and then he'd get into the spray bottle. So then we spend like 10 minutes with him, you know, doing the chore. Then when he was done, okay, now you can go ahead and, you know, spend some time on the iPad. So by him following through and check back, he's done, okay. So yeah. that was the small steps in following instructions. Before you get to do that, mm -hmm. you know, I want you to do all the plants and then let us know when you're done. And then that'll be great following instructions. It's almost like you were planning out what he could do in the right. time period without like making him feel overwhelmed oh, yeah. and you know. Something we know he would be able to complete and be successful in and it's not too long and he enjoyed it. The next thing you know he, he wants to play water, but no, we have to just, yeah, let's right. just stick to the task <laughs> and get the water done. Then once he, we because well, once he got introduced to the spray bottle, you know, he wanted to keep filling it up and spraying more. I was like, no, no, you're done with your chore now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so redirecting. <laughs> but that, that one, he got it pretty good. He did well, you know. Yeah, he thrived in that area. That's wonderful. Yeah. You know, that is a super helpful tip for parents is that uh, be sure that you're giving them or instructions that the kids can actually do. Absolutely. That, that they have to be successful at it because if it's too difficult, it, it's just too, too much. You know, something that they can do it in a short amount of time especially for his young age, it was really helpful that he complete it. Right. right. When do you know to move it to something more difficult? So let's say that you give your child this task and they're able to do it, and they, they're doing it for like three weeks or four weeks without a problem. Do you increase the difficulty or do you keep it the same? Well, we would try him out on other things or uh -huh. um, like the accepting no would be the next thing because right. he would want to like water the plants so we said no that's enough then he'd get mad and or he just you know want to continue right. so then okay right now you're not accepting a no answer you need to look at us and just say okay and yeah. not argue mm -hmm. but that we're still working on that you know for yeah. him his development is kind of challenged but um he um, definitely got that following instructions kind of mastered but again depends on what it's for yeah. you know if it's something that he really wants he just might not follow through with that skill. Okay. But there are times he uses the accepting no steps too. You know, he'll look and say, okay, and good job. But I think slowly with the basic skills, accepting no and following instructions, he's pretty much doing okay. Yeah, no, it, it's kind of this progression thing. And really there's always something to work on, right. you know. So you work on fo following the instruction, 
uh, you had mentioned in the store helping him follow through with that, the right. timer, super helpful, and then you're continually moving on to other things like language now. Right. On top of the ADHD, he's on that autism spectrum too, so oh. there's a little more stuff that we're trying to deal with right. with him too. But um, I, I think I found a lot what helps is wearing him down. We go in our yard and throw the ball and run and run and run and you know then calm him down a little bit so we can kind of talk a little bit more. Otherwise, he's got too much energy. You know, um, that's been a common theme that we've heard with ADHD is to be sure that kids are active. Right. And they have routines, mm -hmm. but there is set time for them to run around and experience the world outside of technology mm -hmm. in a way so they can get some of that energy out. So that's great advice. Yeah, one other thing too I, we found that was helpful, we limit the time on that tablet oh, yeah. and then um, when he first came to the house we had Legos, cards, and, you know, he didn't want to play any of that. He just wanted the electronic tablet. So we said, well, you already spent some time there. Let's, so we would, I would have to start the Legos. Yeah. And, and then once he got into it, we noticed a few weeks later when he came, he started initiating it himself. Mm -hmm. And that was really good because before that, it was always electronic. He wanted to do something on YouTube, look up something on the tablet, or have a password, or do the game with the Wii. So we're trying to get him to use his hand-eye coordination mm -hmm. with building stuff and maybe shuffling a deck of cards. and Just things that we're working on besides um, electronics. You know, I think that that's an important thing for parents to realize, because sometimes the electronics teach us to be inattentive because the way that they're made is actually to you know make us scroll or move or whatever where the real world doesn't function like that True. you know True. i mean the real world requires patience and time and focus and uh, technology is kind of the flip of that it's like right. what's the shiny so thing there's got to be, some, know, balance. Yeah. be yeah. some balance and there so absolutely got to be some balance that's wonderful. Uh, what would you say to parents who are in the store, for example, with their child, and they're super frustrated? Because it sounds like you were there. Like, oh yeah, you it were still happens. Just yeah. last week, I can remember. <laughs> so what he does is, you know, I said, because he's kind of big now, you know, he's seven. Uh, so I said, I think I need to put you in the wagon. He goes, no, I'm a big boy. I don't need to go sit in there. I was like, okay, so you need to just help me with my list, and then later on you can get your final item. Yeah. But, you know, during that, he's still kind of looking at things, distracting. He wants to ride on the side of the wagon, underneath the wagon, <laughs> climb and everything. He wants to push it. and It's like, so we've got to let them have their feelings. You know, yeah. they're going to be themselves. But I think it just takes a lot of patience and redirecting. And I think as adults, I, I found that, okay, I need to have a certain goal. Uh, it's not the time to browse every aisle and look for shopping. I, I need right. to just get what I need to get and get out of there, right? And make sure I reward him for whatever it was. So I would definitely have a goal and try to see if you can give him an instruction. And if he follows through, reward it before you leave the store. And if it's not happening, maybe leave the store and say, you know what, we're going to go. And then he's like, no, one more chance, one more chance. So sometimes you got to call them on their bluff and say, okay, I'll give you one more chance, but once you, we leave the store, you leave the wagon, you leave the store, get in the car, and you go home. And that's a teaching opportunity right there. When you show them you mean business, yeah. hey, you know what, we're at the store, so maybe tomorrow or the next time we can try again, but you need to listen on the first time. Yeah. So maybe make it a teaching experience to where you know, just plan to not get your groceries and call your wife and say, hey, didn't work, so you got to go get it because I'm <laughs> heading home already. He's in timeout with his, you know, his little timer or whatever. 
So I think just trying to um, make it a teaching opportunity. Yeah, it's almost as if sometimes the tasks that we want to get done in our lives are wait. more. It needs. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I know it for me. I'm right. like, oh, I need to do this and right. this and this and this, and then we forget that they are teaching opportunities right. that we, if we hold our ground. Right then children will learn. Well, one thing that is a reward for him is uh, when he comes to my house, we have a big yard, an acre, so I have a ride-on lawnmower, and that, he does, he loves that. <laughs> so as soon as we're going, he goes, lawnmower, lawnmower? I go, yes, we're gonna do the lawnmower. But as soon as he doesn't listen, okay, no lawnmower. And even though this is the day I was supposed to lawnmower, sunny, and my time, <laughs> I have to say, you know what, boy? I told you not to start it, and you came on it, you ran, and you jumped, and you started it without so you know what, today, no lawnmower. And he's so sad, he said, one more chance. Sorry, yeah. sorry. I was like, I wanted to lawnmower the yard with you, but because you did not listen and you started it, why is it not good to start? Dangerous, right. So no lawnmower today. Say, bye lawnmower. And we'd walk away and I'd be like, oh, I wanted to do my chore. <laughs> right. But again, it's a teaching opportunity and if we don't use these opportunities to really teach them and show them a rationale and follow through, yeah. they're not gonna learn. Yeah. So the very next day, he ran to the lawnmower. He didn't start it. He was like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And you know, so he knew. But it was a little rainy, but oh well, you know. Well, well, I did a lawnmower in the rain and he learned the lesson. He didn't, this time he didn't turn the key without me, you know. Yeah, what I love about that is that every opportunity is a teaching opportunity. Yeah. I mean, even in a negative way. And sometimes it will be uncomfortable for your schedule yeah. and what you want to do. But that's a teaching opportunity for, for sure. your kid. Make the most of it. You got to make the most and of it. And that's the best time to find those <laughs> rationales, right? And right. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. We can go do the lawnmower now. Right. Right. right? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. I love that. All right. There are a lot of parents that struggle with these feelings of, you know, frustration. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny because, like, I had seen a meme with two cats and one of the cats... And the top is this cat that's laying on the beach and really comfortable getting a suntan. Uh -huh. And it says, most parents at the beach. And then <laughs> be below that is this cat. And the cat is like, his eyes are super huge. And he's like freaking out. And then the caption under that is, me watching my ADHD child at the beach. <laughs> exactly, you know right? what I mean? It's like, other people are oh, like yeah, super calm. Yeah. But you're like, you're like oh, on edge. You're right, on edge the right. whole time. You got to be right there. You got to be right there. Do you have any... Um, words of wisdom to i mean do you what words of encouragement can you give to parents who are like the second cat who are like we're going to public now i just don't ah. challenging times will arise and, and it will pass and that was the thing that was said this morning it will pass we're the adults what can we teach what can we learn how can we make the most of these opportunities and if it's very very difficult then maybe we just need to step back take a break and, and make sure we refresh ourselves so we can take it to the next moment. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Great advice from All the right. beautiful state of Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, you gotta come to Hawaii. Yeah. Enjoy the sunshine. I know, right? Get in the ocean, it's healing. I, I want to ride your lawnmower. Yeah, that's you I come on now, tell me, do my lawn. <laughs> I will do as it. As long as you don't start it before I get there. Exactly, All right? right. There, like, there you go. I'll, I'll have a consequence. Right. That's <laughs> Anyways, we want to thank Jonathan for right. being here with us. And um, please share this podcast with family and friends. And also leave us a rating uh, if you're listening on um, any of the podcast platforms that we are available on. Mm. And uh, we will see you again next week. You can find a transcript of this, though, on the Smarter Parenting website. So I will talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Jonathan. All right. You're welcome. Aloha. Aloha. Aloha.